Legend tells of a ring created by an ancient evil that gave its wearer the power to enslave the world. Believed lost for centuries, it has now been found. Is it secret? Is it safe? This is the One Ring, forged by the Dark Lord Sauron. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands of a second darkness. He's seeking it. Seeking it all. His thought is bent on it. No one knows it's here, do they? Do they, Gandalf? of the enemy is a gift. Let us use it against him. You cannot wield it. None of us can. The ring must be destroyed. It was made in the fires of Mount Doom. Only there can it be unmade. I know what I must do, but I'm afraid to do it. One does not simply walk into Mordor. There is no other way. Lucy, you're late. A podcaster is never late, nor are they early. They arrive precisely when they mean to. There it is. That's our take two because I forgot to hit the record. All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. On the path, Brett and Lucy here, setting up the holiday season with what has become a holiday classic for a lot of people, 2001's The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. 2001. She. 2001. I was still in high school when this got released. 9-11. So there's 9-11 reference. Finish there your drink go. already. <laughs> this was released two months after. December of was 2001. Was it? Okay. I think I was eight. Yeah, I would have been eight years old. So it was a little... Lord of the Rings was not on my radar whenever it came out. I obviously heard of it, but it wasn't something I was wanting to see or anything. No, I thought it was going to be this 90s strategy game, Lord of the Realms, which was awesome oh. when I played it, <laughs> that no one's heard of. But yes, it's become a classic for everybody involved. This is going to be a jam-packed episode. We joked about it going three hours. It will not go three hours because as soon as we start actually discussing the movie, I'm going to set a timer for two oh, nice. hours and we will not go over that no matter what. But I really don't think we will because no. we liked this movie. So the notes really aren't that much. But couple quick things. Check out, hopefully by now we have it up on our YouTube, our anniversary stream that we did for Baldur's Gate 3. Went about five hours. We made <laughs> up with some mind flares. Got, got. A lot of fun. It flew by. It was so much fun. And I was actually made it into a little bit of a drinking game. And by the end of it, I was quite drunk. Yeah, see, I was just drinking the whole time. So, the, yeah, well, but, but but that is a good idea, though, because we do plan on keep doing it and actually streaming it on our YouTube channel, this co-op. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, any kind of drinking game strategies for the game, 
please let us know. It was a lot of fun though. And I've been loving Baldur's Gate altogether, but playing at co-op is just hilarious. And I think they've done it really well. I was curious as to how the game would play as a two-player or a multiplayer, and it just works so well. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, I'll definitely have that up on our YouTube by the end of the week. Yes, the co-op is great. It crashes for me all the time, and I'm not playing it anymore. Single Long player, though. Yeah, single gets, player. Yeah, until it gets fixed. But we will do that, so make sure to check that out. Also, you have until December 1st to get in the January Bad Movie Request Month. Email it to us. Don't send us a DM. Don't put it in the Discord or tweet at it, anything like that. Send us an email so we'll compile them all, and then we'll pull them out of a hat at random. And again, if you are a Patreon, you get two because we're going to do a special Patreon one only. So you can either do the same one that can be chosen twice, or you can do two separate ones that can go in there. Just pick two ones. Pick two ones that go in each in that way. Yeah. Who knows? You may get both of them. Yeah, we've had a few good requests there in the email inbox already. I was just checking through. Um, but yes, it's podonthepath at gmail.com. Email them in and we'll have a look through later on the week. Email it in with a short reasoning as well and we'll read that off should we choose it. Just check out patreon.com backslash on the path if you want more of us, special episodes, Wicker Man uh, for the spooky month that we had before. Or actually, it wasn't for spooky month. That was Scream. This was a bonus one for November. Yeah. And we just decided what we're going to do for December's Patreon. Let's just say what it's going to be. It's going to be the most classic Christmas film of all time. Which is Die Hard, and it ties into a couple of other films. I've crossed cross referenced some actors in some of our other films that we're going to be doing, so it ties in nicely. Yeah, so make sure to check that out. It will drop at the beginning of December. Okay, let's get going in here. I'm Start hitting the, the timer. timer. Oh, check out all the socials below and all that fun stuff in there. I'm hitting the timer right now. So this is 2001's Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring, directed by Peter Jackson. The Kiwi. Extended edition. This is the extended edition. Good point there. It was. And mm-hmm. we will get into how unnecessary, or I will get into how unnecessary the extended edition really was. <laughs> three hours and 48 minutes. It was three hours and 48 minutes, but so much of it was seriously them running. I, and I get why they cut it. I just want to know, why did you film that to begin with? You don't need to show Aragorn <laughs> looking at a forest or a mountain far off, then show them little hobbit legs running. <laughs> And then them entering the forest. Like, we get it. Like, we get it, Peter. (laughs) I have only seen... This is the second time I've watched Lord of the Rings. The first time I watched Lord of the Rings was 12 years ago. And it was also the extended edition. So I'm actually not sure what is extended content and what's not. But there were a few moments where I was like, "Mm, this would probably be cut out. And it's like you say, it's the running and... The wide shots, as much as I love them, you know, New Zealand is looking great. I'm not surprised they shot so much stuff up there. But um, yeah, there was there was some that was very obvious. Yeah, a lot of background story. So I did our backstory. I did watch this a ton. I didn't watch it in theaters. I watched it about a year or so after because I know this is what got me into Warcraft 3. Is all these elves, orcs, goblins, and humans. So I got super into Warcraft 3. Yeah, eventually World of Warcraft. So I can still tell when I see a scene and I'm like, I don't really remember that. Yes. Then I know that it's from the, but most of it, honestly, is them just running. Boromir, Boromir had several scenes that really enhanced his character that got cut out. Yeah. And I'm like, man, they did him. Sorry. They really did him dirty, Boromir. Yes. And oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for the end. We will put them all, put all the main characters, the fellowship into the D&D classes, which I think is going to be a lot easier than normal. Well, yeah, kind of where it came from. Exactly. Yeah. And having played Baldur's Gate 3 quite a lot recently, as I was watching this, I just thought, 
this is so cool. Like, this is so great. There's like all the different types of people, characters going on a little adventure together. And there's a troll and now they have to go in the mines. I was like, oh, it's just like a big D&D campaign. It's brilliant. Yes. Finish y'all's drinks anytime we say that, because I'm going to say it a, a decent, a decent amount in there. And also stay tuned to the very end. We'll talk about the movie that we're doing next week to start Christmas season. But as we do every week, we are leading off with the box oh. office gross guess. So it's very, I shouldn't say universally known because people aren't as big as nerds as me or us or anybody <laughs> like that. But all these films were shot consecutively. They're shot back to back. And so oh, our, I did yeah. not know that. Oh, you didn't? There you go. Perfect. <laughs> no. Yeah, they were shot all at the same time over the course of like 18 months and 270 something actual days of film. Wow. And so they were all quote like budgeted, I think at like 100 million or something. So what had it on Wikipedia was, this one was budgeted at $93 million. So what do you think this grossed? It's got to be huge, right? And 2001. 2001, people loved the movies. I'm guessing the books were already a massive, so it had that cult following already. Yeah, I mean, we all know, everybody knows this was a m massive, massive success. But do they, did, did movies make billions back then? Like, is yeah. it going to be like a billion? No. I mean, yeah. I mean, Titanic was what one point seven or whatever that record was. Billion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Titanic was over a billion. Okay. I don't think this is going to be a billion, though. Okay. I'm going to say. I think I'm going to be wrong. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to say nine hundred million. Oh my god! If we what? were doing prices right rules, you would be incorrect. But oh. That that's the closest you've got. Prices right rules you can't go over. So it didn't oh. gross it didn't gross 900 million, but it did gross 898.2 million. So we're going to count that as a ding ding ding. Good guess. Oh my god, I'm so so chuffed right now. I usually do so bad at that. <laughs> yeah, and your reasoning was actually good cuz you're like a billion dollars. I do I can't remember exactly, but I think Phantom Menace which came out in 99 might have done a billion just over or just That's under crazy. a billion. crazy. Yeah. And that was fucking Star Wars, the first Star yeah. Wars in like 16 years. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. Be so lucky to only get a star. Okay. <laughs> now we'll do that. We'll get that later. Okay. So, and directed by Peter Jackson, we don't really talk about it too much. Uh, obviously, you know, Weta Workshop, he kind of created and all that. It was co written by him and two women, but, you know, they, we don't need to know their names. I think one might have been his wife. So, you know, it doesn't matter. It is his wife or his partner, Fran Walsh, and their friend, Philippa Boyens. Philippa Boynes, yeah. And she has only, she's some theater, I was about to be like some theater nerd, some nerd, <laughs> theater, uh, New, New Zealand and not New England, theater yes. person. And she has pretty much been involved. All three of them have been involved in all the Peter Jackson directed movies. The Lovely Bones. And the Hobbits, yeah. And the King Lovely Kong. Bones, have you yeah. seen 2005's King Kong? I think I have. I made the mistake of going to see that at a midnight showing and I got home at about 4 a.m. Oh, Jesus. I think um, me and my friend watched it when we were quite young. We would have been, you know, 12 or something at this point. And her father put on a monkey head, you know, <laughs> like a, a, a part of a larger costume. Okay. Well, he, actually, King Kong actually, wasn't a monkey. Oh, sorry. He well, was an ape. It was an ape, and he <laughs> snuck around the outside of the house and knocked on the window and terrified oh us God. both. So that is like seared into my brain of his of her dad just absolutely crying, laughing at us, crying. That is an S tier dad move. Yeah, it is. It's such a dad move. <laughs> Your dad it? move right there. I like that guy. I like him. I like him. 
All right, so here we go into that. We've talked about all we need to talk about. The intro to this movie. And I saw where the studio oh. the studio wanted it two minutes. And they submitted. Really? Yeah, and they submitted this. It's like seven and a half minutes or eight minutes yeah. or something. It is perfection. Because usually when I see something setting up a movie, I'm like, oh, God, you have to tell me all this stuff mm-hmm. instead of like weaving it into the exposition and whatnot. This is so good. And I will I could watch this every day. I never skip it. And it's Kate Blanchett as Galadriel. Yes, doing it. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. And they also had it to where Frodo did it and Gandalf did it, but it didn't really work. And so they finally had her. And I'm like, that was the correct decision. Yeah. Her voice is so it's kind of haunting, but very soft. It's and very just... fantastical, like in fantasy. Yes. It's such a fantasy yeah. voice. Perfect, like high elf, ethereal. I mean, she's awesome as like one of the perfect. one of the like two women in this film. She's just perfect. They're oh yeah. Her and Liv Tyler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. And they're excellent. They're both great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Liv Tyler. We'll get we'll get to her. Steve. Oh, I don't know. We'll see what I think about her delivery. You don't like Liv presence. Tyler? We'll get there. Okay, okay. We'll get there. Whoa. It's in bold on my notes. So, oh, yeah, so it's just it sets up this whole big backstory, the ring, Sauron, Bilbo mm. finds it. It is funny to me. And if it's a geologist, please let me know that this <laughs> ring and I know the ring wants to be found. OK, so don't get those things started already. Just shove those emails up your ass. Okay? <laughs> but it's just this ring goes into this uh, like riverbed and yeah. like a stream, I'd say it's not a river. It's not like a little creek or anything. It's not like super that. fast flowing or anything. No, like and then thousands of years it's still on the surface. And it's like, I know how erosion works. And I know that if you <laughs> drop something in a river that thousands of years later, it's going to be, I don't know, hundreds of like a mile underneath it, or it's going to be washed down. But yes, I know it's trying to be found. It wants to be found. It's it a fantastical ring. Yeah. But I kind of like the way throughout the film, because I, I, like I said before, I've only watched this film once and I sort of forgot that the ring was almost like not a living creature, but it's definitely got something about it in that it controls people. It can control itself, almost controls what's happening around it because it can almost move itself in some ways. And I kind of forgot that weird element about the ring and it's kind of cool the way they did it. Yeah, it's Sauron, not persona, ringified. Ringified. <laughs> like his soul is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of Voldemort vibes, isn't it? All right, so we get to the story proper in the Shire, the Shire, and it's a wizard is never late. We said that, and I just, I want to be a hobbit. I want to live in Hobbiton in the Shire where all they do is just eat, drink, smoke. They're probably banging all day because there's so many of them. Like, what a life. They just want a stress-free, no drama. They just love hanging out they work hard through the day though it looks like they put in the graft through the day and then they just eat drink be merry have guests have parties like it's just super chill super cool i want to live in hobbiton as well yeah they're just growing their own crops there i'm sure there's some kind of blacksmith again very fantasy yes very medieval fantasy vibes isn't it gandalf arrives and comes on the scene and frodo goes to greet him And this was a really cool thing about how they got the differences of the hobbits. And especially because Gandalf isn't supposed to be like a six foot tall Ian McKellen or whatever he is. I saw where Gandalf is supposed to be like seven feet tall. Yeah, he's supposed to be big. Yeah, Yeah. and the hobbits are like three to four feet. And so what this is, filmmaker and you who went to film school, probably Mm -hmm. can explain it better, is forced perspective. I noticed it so much throughout the film. And for 
for a film in general um, from 2001, I, I think the effects, all of the effects in this film are awesome. And you can tell a lot of it's practical, but the perspective thing is just so interesting. You can tell sometimes that it's, you know, if we don't see the Hobbit's face, it is just a child. Like you can tell it's just a very small child running around um, with regular Ian McKellen. But in terms of like how they do it when they're sitting on the horse cart in yes. this very opening scene, it's brilliant. I don't know how they do that. Well, I do know how they did it because I saw in a thing. Film school. Yes. What it is, is Frodo played by I keep Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Not Ethan Hawke was in my head. It's like, no. no. Elijah Wood is sitting three feet behind wow. Ian McKellen. That's brilliant. Yeah. It doesn't look like that. The way he's looking up and everything. It's so good. Yeah. So if you look at it, because I made sure to go back and watch it after, yeah, you know, I, after I saw that. it. Yeah. And you you can't really tell. And that's like the brilliance of it. But one thing is I saw is the camera can't really move yes. in that because yeah. it, it gets the illusion. But there was something I saw and I didn't get it at all. Having to do with pulleys or whatever. So sometimes they did it. And they did keep that forced perspective, something with like pulleys or levers. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't understand that at all. It's so clever. This is like proper classic filmmaking, which we don't unfortunately get as much anymore because you get loads of Marvelized blue screen stuff, oh which is God. great, whatever. No, it's not. But no, it's I just, will, no. it's nothing like this. There's nothing, nothing like this when it's just pure craftsmanship and how you do stuff like that. It's so, it's brilliant. Yeah, and there was uh, sometime we will do the Hobbit, the first one, and I do know I never that saw that, those. Yes, I they're they're not the best. I do enjoy the first one though, I really do, because it's it's Martin Freeman as Bilbo who is fucking yeah. perfect as him. Love him. Yeah, and I do remember uh, when Ian McKellen was acting on that set that there was a lot more CGI, and when he was doing Aww. his lines with the dwarves and all that, there was nobody on the set, and he had like a little breakdown where he like started just yelling that he wasn't like this isn't what he's to do he's an actor and there's nobody on the fucking set and so i guess you can put him down for never really doing a marvel proper i know he's in those x-men movies obviously yeah. as magneto no yes yeah, yeah yes yeah. magneto i was like it's patrick stewart there you go was uh professor x but yes we said it before they don't make them like they used to is something no. that people say but they really don't and like all of this stuff was practical all the weapons all the outfits the orcs the uruk high and all that but mm -hmm. even the CGI, when we get to the cave troll, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that's obviously clearly CGI. Why? When this movie was, well, I guess it started in 99. I do remember watching a making of, and I think when they started it, all of the stuff to do, they didn't have yet. Like they weren't mm -hmm. able to do it. I know with Andy Serkis and Gollum, they're like, yeah, we have to create it to do. Yes. So this stuff, even if it's the year 2000, when they start doing this post effects and all that, why does this cave troll in the year 2000 interacting and throwing Sean Bean across this room. Why does it look better than so much shit today? I think a lot of people have gotten lazy now. And I, I'm not like going to bag on Marvel because I haven't watched any Please of their do. films. Please I haven't watched Marvel. any of them, but I see they pump out films so fast and some of them look really shitty. And I think they just have everything at their disposal now and they Maybe can it's do the it really mix. cheap. Maybe it's yeah. the mix of it that makes it's it look so can... much better back then. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the mix of practical and it's the same with like the old Star Wars films. All the practical stuff looks so much better than when they yeah. discover this 
cheap new cgi like the is it phantom menace or well, no that's why no that i was literally my head was thinking that's why i like the phantom menace better because there's so much sets that they're on yes by the time is it they the get, next one it's attack of the clones and yeah. then revenge of the sith where it just becomes this modern like you said blue screen it's yeah. where you're not really interacting with anything other than people it is sad. I I would feel so sad if I saw Ian McKellen having that little breakdown because to be the same character but in such a different world would be so sad, especially going from like New Zealand where they are just in the thick of it and everybody's in their costumes. They're all acting together to go to the, from that to a blue screen, probably like in London, outside the outskirts of London somewhere. Yeah, that's probably where How it depressing. was. Although there was there was a lot filmed, I remember. We'll do the Hobbit in time. This is already going to be okay. long enough. We don't need. To, I don't need. <laughs> I don't need to include the Hobbit. But yes, all right. Then keep your secrets. And so there are so many memes. Also, <laughs> there is in the ultimate Boromir the ultimate meme. meme. Yeah. Ultimate meme that is still around. But the all right, then keep your secrets is a funny one uh, that that still comes up. And so this whole big setup here, and again, a lot of this was in the extended because it's just setting up the world and setting up this party. Yeah. Ian Holm playing Bilbo. He's just so grandfatherly. He's so warm. And mm -hmm. it goes back to whenever you sh get lightning in a bottle, when you capture lightning in a bottle, you look at almost every single actor and every single role and think, how could it be anybody else? And when you yeah. have Ian McKellen is Gandalf. So here's another thing, too, that's also commonly known to a lot of people, but maybe not. And it's still just you want to talk about a different tear in the universe. Gandalf was offered to Sean Connery. Really? Who turned it down. Wow. Yes. Could you? Im I cannot imagine it. I cannot no, imagine. You can't. You no, can't. because it like Ian McKellen is acting his ass off as he explained to Ricky Gervais in that extras clip. Oh, have you seen that clip before? No, I hadn't until you, you showed it to me. No, it's but so good. Done. Oh, I'm so glad you. I sent that to you then because extras is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's one of it's Ricky Gervais's TV show. It's super old, but it holds up so well. Have you watched any other extras? Oh, I love it because it's back when Ricky Gervais was actually funny and trying yeah. to be funny and not just offensive. Yeah, because he was just like a normal dude back then. This is one of his first shows. So he was, it, the whole idea is that every episode there's a big actor who plays a cameo and they play themselves, but written by Ricky Gervais. And Ian McKellen is so brilliant in it. And he is teaching Ricky Gervais how to act. And it's, I, I don't want to spoil any more of it, but I'll link the clip because it's so good. So do yourself a favor Watch Ian McKellen's episode of Extras, then go and watch the bloopers because they are just as funny. Orlando Bloom also did an episode and he's so funny in it. He's like taking the piss out of Johnny Depp, saying that everyone loves Johnny Depp and not him, but Johnny Depp's rubbish. And it's just, they're all so, so funny. And it's definitely worth a watch. The whole first series is just great. Like Kate Winslet's in it, Ross Kemp, um, so many other people. Patrick Stewart has an episode as well. They're all brilliant. Yeah, it's great. And speaking of Orlando Bloom, who plays Legolas in this movie, he got this role like two days before he graduated film school, drama school. Yeah, baby Bloom here. So he goes straight from this and he doesn't and he's there for 18 months. Out of this, he gets Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. And then out of that, he gets Troy. And so this dude has the most magical career you could possibly have where you're in drama school. And then mm -hmm. you get 
uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's, you know, it's like a hundred, he only got like a hundred thousand dollars or a couple hundred yeah. thousand dollars for it all, for all of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you get this, but what's oh, Lord of the Rings? It's some fantasy thing. And I know he tried out for shit. I forgot. I meant to write that down. He tried out for somebody else, but then ended up getting this role. I don't think it was, I don't think it was Aragorn. I think he tried out for a lesser role. I don't remember. Either way, I'm bogging. I'm okay. bogging down. But mm-hmm. he gets this, so you graduate, and as you graduate, you're like, yeah, I got this fucking Hollywood role that I go. I shouldn't even say Hollywood because it's really like some you know foreign thing like that. But then you go and do that. You have the time of your life. You don't know that it's going to be a success, a success, yeah. but you realize you're having fun. And then, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Disney before it was really Disney. Yeah. And then like to have that just boom, boom. The dude was set almost. Yeah. I should say not residuals from this, but the guy was almost set by the time he was fucking like 23. Exactly, yeah. And Pirates of the Caribbean is such a massive hit as well. I watched all of those films on my flight back from Texas. Did you? Yeah. Do you remember my flight got delayed because of that storm? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So I watched the first one as we sat on the runway for over two and a half hours waiting for that storm to pass over the runway. And then I watched the other two and something else on the way back too. But yeah, he's absolutely set. He's like 20, probably 23, 25 years old, super handsome English dude, set for life just looks like an elf a natural elf yeah he's brilliant he's perfect we need to pick up the pace because we have an hour and 38 minutes left and we haven't (laughs) even gotten to the party yet okay so bilbo hasn't aged a day yet no shit gandalf you're in a fucking world with magic you're a wizard don't you think (laughs) that something up when your 111 year old friend looks like he's 60 yeah this there should have been red flags here immediately but i don't know how long gandalf has been away because he's i think 40 years if i want to say correct from like wow it's been a long time yeah and how old is i don't i don't know if this is known how old is frodo and his mates uh let's say 20 (laughs) i don't know i would think somewhere in like the early 20s somewhere around 20 yeah you know because they know gandalf they all they all know him yes i guess from do they know yes they right they do know him so yeah he would have visited yeah he would have visited all the kids seem familiar with him like they know that he's going to set off fireworks and stuff so yeah unless they've just heard stories yeah because i just assumed that they would have heard stories about it but no they act like the kid the little kids i can see it's like that's the wizard that's the wizard he does all this but you're right frodo is very much to be like this is my friend yes he knows my family friend uncle Mm -hmm. gandalf Oh, who that type of wizard is older than Middle Earth itself. I don't want I don't know if he's like tens of tens of thousands of years old, like a hundred. I don't know. He's older than like time immemorial or something like that. The wizards are basically gods in this universe. And rightly so. Yes, rightfully so. Gandalf hitting his head on the ceiling was not scripted, though, but he played it off so well they kept it in. Yeah, that's so good. The little Hobbit houses are brilliant. Oh, and they made them all and they're still there. So if anybody's ever been to Hobbiton, please show us pictures and let us know. I do. I would love to go. Yeah. Yeah. New Zealand is definitely on the bucket list. I've never been massively drawn to Australia, but New Zealand, definitely. Australia has always heard is the British Texas. It's the Commonwealth Texas. So you, you've been to the actual Texas. You don't need to go to Australia. I don't need to go to No, thank you. No. Uh, we do get one of the best similes that I've ever heard in one of my favorite lines of any movie. And that is when Bilbo is telling Gandalf that he's old and like stretched thin, like butter scraped over too much bread. And I absolutely adore that line. Yes, it's so good. And I felt like I'd heard it before. And obviously I know I've watched the film before, but I feel like that line must have stuck with me when I first watched it because yeah, I felt like it felt familiar to me. And I, I, it, you're right. It's, it's so true. <laughs> I think that all the time whenever I'm making toast. Yeah. 
my life. You just have an existential breakdown every time you butter a bread over toast. This is my life. <laughs> yes. All right. So we get to the 111th birthday party and Bilbo is just fucking roasting these fellow hobbits. I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. And that confused <laughs> hobbit is me. Looks and just like, was that an insult or is huh? that a burn or <laughs> burned? <laughs> the party looks awesome though. The party's awesome. We got the dragon, the fireworks, and then mm. Pirapin, Took, Pippin, and then Mary are here. We get to them, little mischievous hobbits here. They're so funny and they're so cute. One of them's from Scotland. He's from Glasgow. Well, the actor is yeah, from Billy Glasgow. Boyd. Yeah, and the other guy's from uh, Germany, I think. And I love them. Yeah, very mischievous, very fun. They seem like teenagers in this. Yeah, is it? It's mischievous, not mischievous. Oh, I think you can say it either way. Yeah, but I think I think I've always said mischievous. mischievous. I think it's mischievous. Or mischievous. I think that's what it is. I think it's always just maybe always it's one of those it. American English things. It could be, but mischievous sounds better. It's a little more like you're going over. We, I think we say mischievous. Okay, then I'm definitely saying mischievous because y'all mispronounce a lot of words, <laughs> even though y'all invented the fucking language. <laughs> well, you just take loads of letters out of shit for no reason. Y'all just add it for no reason. Okay. No, no, our... you just said we wrote it, so you've removed them. Yeah, but we are as Uncle no, no, Abby's no, no, no. as Uncle. <laughs> hey, yeah, you stumbled over your words. You got it. No, as Uncle Abby said in Snatch, he said something along the lines of, "You invented the fucking language. Why can't you speak it?" Oh my God, great movie. Need to do it. All right, so Bilbo leaves the ring behind. He kind of bolts from this and kind of scares a bunch of people. He disappears. He leaves this ring behind. He's gonna go live with the elves. Frodo easily picks it up. You know, no, no worries there. And Gandalf bounces, needing to answer some questions and kind of worrying Frodo. Yeah, he looks terrified in this moment, which I think would really scare the hobbits because they've obviously been super excited to see Gandalf. They really look up to him. They think he's this all-powerful wizard, which he is. To see him really worried about this, I think, would unsettle them a lot. So yeah, I think this is where he goes to ask his advisor or whoever's in charge. His mentor. Yes. Yeah, and the hobbits are all carefree. You know, there's no there's no worries at all. So when Gandalf, who they trust, is, you know, worried. And I do like also that Frodo's like, I don't understand. And mm -hmm. Gandalf stops and is like, I don't either. Like, I don't want to worry you, but Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. yeah, this this is bad, but he tells him keep it safe, keep it close, and he'll he'll repeat that coming by. Mm -hmm. And he says to meet back up at the end of the prancing pony while he goes off to meet his mentor. And a powerful wizard played by Christopher Lee, who's so powerful, <gasps> he was the only person to actually meet J.R.R. Tolkien in real life. Really? Yeah, he read it every year. I think up until he died, he really, really, really wanted Gandalf. But oh. Peter, Peter Jackson was like, no, you are evil, Christopher Lee. You exactly. always play the bad guy. You're going <laughs> to play the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, Peter Jackson's right. He's oh, perfect yes. for a Saruman. They, they both are. And another legendary story, Peter Jackson describing somebody getting stabbed and like the sound of it. And Christopher Lee was like, yeah, that's not what it sounds like or what it looks like when someone gets stabbed like that. And the reason that stands out is Christopher Lee was like SAS or British Special Forces in World War II. So Christopher Lee probably knows from literal firsthand experience what an up close stabbing oh. of some. I know, so that kind of caught everyone's attention. Like, oh, I guess listen he would, to this man. Yeah. He would know that. And he's like, well, I'm stabbing an orc, not a German. Would that be different? <laughs> <laughs> 
So hopefully he was stabbing a German. Maybe, maybe Jesus, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, that's another story that Christopher Lee just so good. Perfect at this this role. These two, the whole like wizard fight is super cool. Yes, yes. So we can get in that when they meet up. We can come back to it. But yeah, so that wizard fight um, is Saruman is here. That's mm-hmm. the powerful wizard. He's going to do. not, not Sa- Sauron, not Sauron, Saruman, Sauron. Yeah, you think he's fucking evil? His name is Saruman. His name is one syllable away from, from the most <laughs> evil guy. And he's played by Christopher Lee. Yeah, and he's, he knows so much about Sauron as well. I was watching this scene, I was like, I don't remember when he reveals himself. It was quick. Uh, it's so fast. And he starts being like, well, Sauron this, Sauron that. Starts revealing all these details. And I was like, hmm, that is pretty weird that he knows so much about Sauron. And then he just reveals it instantly. And I have a note here which refers back to a film that we covered a few weeks ago. Saruman is what Patrick Dempsey is in Transformers Dark Side uh, of the Moon. <laughs> he's like a double agent. Yeah, he's working for the bad guy. We have yeah, to join them. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and he'll be like the right-hand man to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Again, don't make that movie any smarter than it has a right to be. <laughs> that movie is dumb, dumb, They're dumb. referencing Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I do like that you mentioned that it's, it's Saruman's kind of doing that thing when you're trying to get some tea or gossip from someone and you bring them over a drink and she's like, so what do you think about so-and-so? You know, they're kind of this, <laughs> just waiting to kind of get the feel of them. So See what just, the vibe is. Yeah, just like, what do you think of this Sauron guy? I mean, he's, you know, <laughs> just waiting and just, oh, no, he's not, he's not going to turn. No, no, I think he he catches on pretty quickly that Gandalf is a good guy. Yeah, and then Peter Jackson went to the local bowling alley to get this Sauron prop, <laughs> like to oh talk God. to him. Like yeah. it's just a bowling ball. <laughs> I like this moment as well. Yeah, that first of all, that yeah, the ball is weird, and it does just look like a big giant marble. Yes, that's what I wrote down—a big marble. And one of my top moments of the film is where Gandalf is just being spun around shoulders almost he's on his back on his shoulders and he's being spun around behind the legs but obviously it's a wizard fight so it's all with a not a wand that's not harry potter the staves, the staves. Yeah, yeah staves it's very bizarre looking but quite funny yeah like suspended in air and yeah like this wizard fight and he takes gandalf's staff and you can just mm-hmm. tell the differences in saruman the white and gandalf the gray yeah there are different levels of it he hasn't you know i think Gandalf may only be like a level five wizard. He's not a level yes. 10 or 20, which is what Saruman. Not yet. No, but you can tell like in the stabs, the differences and the yes. real ornate one with the ball at the end. And then Gandalf's is this wooden one. Unless I just totally misrepresented that and just assumed that was the different one. <laughs> but it, could, it, has, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. Because I do remember Gandalf's coming back later. But yeah, bef- yeah. Bef- but before we got there, we had fucking. Oh, my pe- apologies. Peeping Tom Sam. Sam, oh. play, played by Sean Astin. Yeah. Rudy, the movie Rudy, that piece of shit Notre Dame propaganda movie. He's dropping Eves, peeping Tom in there, and now he's roped into it. He is, yes. <laughs> Bless Samwise Gamgee. He's just one of the most wholesome characters in the whole thing, apart from the peeping. <laughs> yeah, in the leering that he does later, a uh, little bit later on there with the barkeep, the bar winch. Oh, with Rosie. He, yeah. Yes, and he ends up marrying at the end. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's I fucking stupid. About that. It's dumb. Yeah. You know, at the risk of pulling the knives out, this is the only Lord of the Rings that I love. Two Towers. Okay. Two Towers I'm okay with. Like, I'll watch it. I'll never rewatch it on my own. I don't fucking like Return of the King. Really? I don't remember the other two, to be honest. I don't like Return of the King because it's just so fucking generic. Like, uh, the good okay. guy, you know what I mean? Like, there's just nothing 
that happens that I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe like the good guys win. I do yeah. love though. I do love that at the end of it though, that the the hobbits are forever changed and they have like yeah. this PTSD. And another thing I should say, if you think I fucking would have done this, this is very much inspired by Tolkien and like World War One. Right. Like his his you know experiences in there with the German, the fighting and all that. And how I get it to where like at the end, again, spoiler for ending of Return of the King, Frodo is just he can't return to normalcy. Yeah, he can't. He goes away off on the ship, doesn't he? Yeah, he goes away to that wherever it is. I think Bilbo's there. And I think it's just him. I don't think any of the other ones go. And I no, can imagine. Yeah. And I can imagine that being like the, an experience of someone in war, especially something like World War One in the trenches every day going through that horror is that if you survive the two, three, four years of it, you can't just go back to your life. Like no. you went through something that's going to forever change you and you can't pretend or put away that it mm -hmm. didn't happen. It's so strange as well, because when you're going through the thick of it, you probably at times are sat there thinking there's nothing I want more than just to be at home and have a normal life. And then Frodo when you says get there, that. Yeah. 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 And then when you get that, it's like, how do you just be normal? And then again, I'm sure there's a fair amount of people, hopefully not, but I know that was a huge thing from the mid 2000s in Iraq war in Afghanistan yeah, was yeah. them coming back home and it being okay now to say you have PTSD that fireworks. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that goes on now when you see it used to always be fireworks, 4th of July, New Year's day, people would be like, don't do them because of dogs. And now a thing is don't do them because of dogs and like PTSD soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing in Northern Ireland as well. I remember a lot of my teachers when I went to school had a, big fear of like balloons bursting like, like we, we yeah. yeah like we couldn't have balloons in class because if they popped it would like give one of our teachers ptsd Dude, like that it was, happened it's a real man. thing yeah yes in psychology class we do these things where we blow up a balloon and they draw the brain like the lobes of the brain and the parts of the brain and i was kind of i didn't realize our walls are this thin but i was kind of pulling my hands over it making Ooh, a noise, I hear that noise and, yeah. and then some people like accidentally pop some and then a teacher came over like next to me, it just was like, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. They kind of louder than the guy told me later. He's like, yeah, they popped and fucking kids thought maybe guns. I'm like, God oh, damn. Like, it's that's horrible, isn't it? America, like the American yeah. schools is the thing yeah. where it's like balloons start popping. I told kids, I'm like, if you want to keep your balloon, like fine. If you want to keep the drawing and all that, I go, but please, please do not pop these. Because as soon as they get out, you know, a bunch of people start boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Jokes about it. You know, you just don't do that stuff now, which is just a, a new world thing or a, a modern day thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's these sort of things you have to worry about. And people can, you know, be triggered so easily by stuff like that, I think. Because rightly so. Like, you you know, it's right to be worried about things. Yeah. And I will not make a joke at the expense of that. that I will try. <laughs> afterwards so yes yeah, so we get sam and frodo take off and yes yeah, they're going to end up going to brie and meet gandalf at the prancing pony they have to get out of the hot out of the hobbit out of hobbit's <laughs> in out of the shire and there's a deleted scene here of the wood elves leaving yes and they show it and they kind of give this weird backstory i'm like damn they know a lot about these wood elves and they're leaving to go somewhere i can't pronounce it or remember it never to return mm -hmm. yeah they i know didn't... the way that's going they know so is that sort of what the elves do at the very end of the series as well is that they're all going on that boat to go somewhere never to return yeah, it's like valinor and i think aragorn brings it up with arwen like saying yes. that he wants her yeah. to go to valinor and i think the valinor is this land of because elves are immortal in this yes. they can like only die in battle or combat mm -hmm. and so i think that's what it is you take this ship to valinor and it's like their 
heaven, their version of heaven or something. That's where they just go and live forever. And yep. Arwen says she's going to give that up because she wants to be with Aragorn, which yep. understandable. It is? Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I heard? Any this might guy... be a lie. This might be a lie. Okay. I heard that there was another man offered the role of Aragorn. Not only was there another man offered the role, another man was cast and started filming. And after, I think it was four days, Peter Jackson realized he needed somebody older and they fired his ass. And that would be super forgettable actor Stuart Townsend. The guy I read about is not Stuart Townsend. Who would you read? It was Nicolas Cage. Okay, there's no, I won't believe it. <laughs> it's fun to like joke about. I, I'm, I'm sure this is one of those things where it probably went to a lot of people who turned it down and then it's right. going to be linked with linked with linked with linked. But mm -hmm. that could be the case. But I do know that for certain that Sean Connery did turn it down. And yeah. it's, a, it's a big reason why he took League of Extraordinary Gentlemen two years later was he didn't mm. want to miss out on another big franchise. And right, oops, okay. that, that movie was Ooh. so bad, it ended his career. And if nobody requests that, we will do that movie. Because uh, that movie is fucking terrible, but an awesomely oh. terrible bad movie. That's but, actually crazy, though, that Aragorn was cast four days or fired for four days after. Is it was right? something like four days of filming. And so uh, Vigil Morgenstein was hired. Is that how you pronounce his name? That's how you pronounce it on an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Which I might put in again. No, Viggo, uh, Viggo, now I don't even have, Viggo Morgensen. Mortensen. Mortensen. See, I can't even remember it now. I've mispronounced yeah. it. Right now. Uh, Viggo's friend. He was cast in the middle of filming and apparently it was wow. his kid. His kid loved the books and told him like, you have to take this role and saying like, I'll never forgive if you don't. And so Aww. he was jetted. It was something like he was out hunting or doing something outdoors. So he flies over. And so he goes right in the middle of it and was learning everything on the fly. And his wow. first his first scene was with the Nazgul up on that watchtower coming up. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I think that's why that he wasn't full on sword fighting is because right. it was he, he didn't, learned it. He yeah. had to do it because I thought that was really weird that he's fighting with a torch in one hand oh, yeah. and with a sword in the other. I love him so much. And he's one of those actors I haven't really seen in anything else, to be honest. But he's just so good as Aragorn. Yeah, and he's Danish. And the one thing mm. I'll say, though, is I always thought it was American because the, the British accents. OK, let, let's let's go down this road. OK, mm. they're all speaking in like these British accents. And initially they wanted all the hobbits to be British or English, I should say, instead of like British, but English accents. And obviously the only like Sam and which is Sean Astin and Frodo. Not Elijah Craig. That's a whiskey. Elijah Wood. Jesus, <laughs> yep. what is wrong with me? They're American and they're very American. Yeah. But Viggo Mortensen, there's at times when he says something they're not caught at war that it's yeah. just it just it doesn't it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound right. I have no idea what his accent is, but now that he we know that he was cast so lit, that's another thing. He wouldn't have had time to go to like a dialect coach or anything. Yeah, maybe it does get better as it goes on. Maybe yeah. by as Return of the King, it's like that's why I thought he was. I thought he was American because it's just oh, anybody who can't really pull off a convincing like British accent like that, mm -hmm. I would think oh, they're probably just American. Yeah. So we get to Bree, and I know we're skipping a lot of things in there. I know the first day of overall filming was when the hobbits were hiding under that tree stump, and the witch oh, king wow. put it. Sand. That yeah. was the very first thing they filmed. Like I remember oh. that from the making of. So. They get to Brie, and this is what I want near my house. I want to warm in with people just Damn. drinking, pouring rain outside. And this is the main reason and the only reason that if I ever move to England, mm -hmm. it will be 
so I can just in the winter time every night just trudge to a pub in the pouring rain. Yes, that is what I do miss about where I live. There's no well, there is, but there's not really a local. Yeah. And where my dad lives, he lives right out in the country and they all have, you know, there's a very small village. There's a local pub that everybody walks around to at night. All the neighbors are mates and like that. that's exactly what it's like. And it's just so cozy and beers are flowing. Food is going. There's fires, you know, like warm fires, not like disaster fires. Yeah, there's... And- <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so so lovely so yeah that's that's what i kind of thought about in this pre scene the prancing pony yes and at the prancing pony it comes in pints i'm getting one yeah bless them they're so small compared to everyone this is the first time obviously gandalf was big but it's it's funny seeing the hobbits in a human-sized environment because they suddenly look really they're small really small when there's more around there yeah yeah yes and again, this is so, it's so D&D where you're at a tavern yeah. and you're just I'm looking around and there's perception checks and mm-hmm. asking the innkeeper for information about this Ranger Strider sitting in the corner telling you. The like, hooded what, man. Yes, the hooded man. It's like, <laughs> what did he roll? Oh, he got all the information. He must have rolled like a nat 20 there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because he did just tell him everything about Strider sat in the corner. He didn't hold anything back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. And when, you know, the Frodo trips in the ring, like this really cool thing mm. of the ring kind of following yeah. and lands on his finger and he's whisked away. And we can kind of see that the Nazgul and these ring rates or whatever they're called. I, I think the same thing, you know, are after him. And Schroeder, you know, kind of pulls him aside. And when they burst through the door, Sam calls him Longshanks. And this will <laughs> always stick out to me because even before this movie, Longshanks was my first online online handle. Was it Longshanks? It was Longshanks thirteen oh seven. And maybe somebody out there, somebody out there is a super (laughs) medieval history nerd will recognize that yes, Longshanks was the uh, not epithet. I guess we call it epithet, but that's what you you know the magnificent, the great, or something like that. Oh, okay. Of Edward of King English King Edward the first, and who died in thirteen oh seven. This is the guy who. You know, the hammer of the Scots, they called him. William Wallace took them down. A real bad dude. He fucking, he was a really <laughs> bad guy. Like, not only did he kick all the Jews out of England to take oh, their God. money, he fucking destroyed the Welsh, like, was really bad to the Welsh, like, pacified them like crazy. Then obviously went up and fought the Scots. So, yeah. At the time, I was like, hey, Longshanks, long legs. I have long legs. He was also supposed to be like six foot two. I'm like, hey, I'm like six foot. So everything <laughs> everything was there. And then I just, the more I read about it, the more I learned it later on, I was like, oh, that's really bad to ooh, have that name. <laughs> that's not a good one. <laughs> that's so good. I think my first ever online username was something about Lara Croft, Tomb oh, Raider. Okay. Yeah, I think it was like Lucy Croft or something Lucy- like oh, that. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Lucy Croft, you're the uh, long-lost daughter. Yes, that's it. <laughs> be like, you don't ever really hear about long-lost daughters, really. It's always like long-lost sons. Yeah, hmm. daughters must yeah. get lost. All right, so they fool these dipshit witch kings who break into this room and start stabbing these feathers and not flesh. Have these morons ever killed anybody before? Because I've never stabbed a person and I've never stabbed. <laughs> I've never really stabbed anything, I guess you can say, with a sword. But mm-hmm. I think I know that if I'm stabbing into feathers in a bed, 
I don't have to pull the covers off to know there's not a fucking <laughs> hobbit underneath. They really should have had a Christopher Lee on set to tell them. <laughs> so, you're right. They should have had like Saruman's over there, uh, like channeling them, being like, these fucking Come idiots. On. They don't know what it's like. This is how you do it. But now but I yeah, know. I did love how they pulled the covers off. Yeah, they, like, it, what? They shriek like, what? I'm like, you morons. But this does answer my question because early, earlier we talked about when they gave, or we actually didn't bring it up, the rings. They gave some rings to the dwarves. They gave some rings yeah. to the elves. And they gave, they gave, well, what did I say? Like, I gave, gave they like gave nine my, to the yeah, man. My cocaine <laughs> head to get, they gave, what the fuck was that? They gave <laughs> nine rings of power to humans, or they gave nine rings to humans who above all desired power. And I was like, why the fuck would you give humans who desire power <laughs> these powerful rings? But now I know because Sauron did it. And now these people are basically beholden or enslaved to him. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, that's why he gave them that, knowing that they would. Be no, corrupted they would by succumb. It. Yes, exactly. Come to the power of the ring. Yeah, I did notice every time they say "ring of power" in this, I'm like, "Ooh, that's the Amazon show." Yeah, and we both watched the first episode. <laughs> no, right? I didn't. Oh, I never didn't? watched it because you said it wasn't good. So it, I was like, it, oh. it was fine. It ah. was okay. I watched it on the plane. I think I watched it on the plane to Amsterdam. I yes. think it was back then in I the summer. I think you did. Yeah. yeah. And I just, it just didn't grab me at all. And there was a big cliffhanger at the end of this weird body that landed. And I think the, it's so funny because I remember us debating like, do we want to do Rings of Power or do we want to do House of the Dragon? I was like, yeah. oh, and we did, I think we did House of the Dragon because it came out first. Maybe, yeah. Or we had both started watching it. No, I think um, we decided, I, well, I, maybe I just decided that because I literally had them like, I don't know which one to do. And to they think were coming of it, out very close together, yes. weren't they? That was the whole thing. Yeah, but to think of it now is like, wow, what yeah. a difference. Mm -hmm. Was <laughs> the, the blonde woman, is yes, it Gladriel? No, wait, shit. I think it is actually. Yeah, because that was that was one of the driving reasons why I wanted to watch it, because I thought she looks badass in the armor. The armor was, yes, the armor of the show was very fucking cool. Yeah, it looked awesome, but I maybe maybe I'll revisit it. I don't know. I'm not. Okay. Like, I've I just, it, I watched it. I mean, like we said, there's so many other things to watch ahead that I just, it, it didn't grab me. Yeah. I think we're due a trailer for House of the Dragon series two very soon. Are we? Yes, it's the cat. The rap party's done, and yeah. so I would think that's supposed to come out in April. I think is that what it said, or did it say the summer? I think summer. Okay, I think the summer. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, we will we will get that shortly. All right. So they they're on the run now. Everybody's I shouldn't say everybody's together, but we get again another great line. What about second breakfast? Yep. Tuesdays, elevenses, dinner, supper, lupper, and all that, and. He's get hit, he gets hit by this apple off screen that Aragorn was throwing at him. And I did see that that was actually Viggo Mortensen throwing those apples at him to get that take. <laughs> and it took it took something along the lines of 12 to 15 takes <laughs> and he said, of him throwing the apple and hitting him. And so I think Billy Boyd was like, yeah, he was having a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept doing it on just purpose. Throwing apples at him. I was like, can we not? I know the realism is great. Can you not get like a prop, something less? Because I'm thinking that would not feel good for oh, someone to be, be throwing nice. an apple, even a few feet of just getting hit in the head with this apple. Yeah, that's going to hurt. I wouldn't be happy with that, actually. Not at all. 
<laughs> but that's why they're uh, a fellowship in the Hobbit. And they get to the uh, Watchtower of Amundsen, and Frodo gets stabbed. But thank oh my God, God, yeah. Thank God, though, Aragorn has a fire stick, like a torch, which is apparently yeah, what the fuck? which is apparently the only thing you needed to hold off all these witch kings. So I guess only one witch king. That's Agmore to hold off all these Nazgul, and it's just. You've established these are like nine menacing fucking dudes. And one dude with a sword and a torch keeps all of them essentially at bay. And it's just, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's very lore-based reason. But at that, point, at that point, it's just, yo, everybody get a torch. Everybody get fire. And we can We're take good. these jokers down. Yeah, I thought this as well. <laughs> I don't know if it was this bit or if it was a little bit later on. The four hobbits are running from them. And it might have been earlier on. And one of them's like, we need to get on um, and cross the river. Yes, yes, and the Buckleberry Ferry. The, yeah, they jump onto the little ferry, the little raft, and there's like maybe a foot of water between them. And I'm like, oh, so he can't he can't get them now? That's- he, and I thought, oh my God, they're they're allergic to water. Like it's a fucking M. Night Shyamalan science there, that science thing. But then later on, they go to cross the river and fucking oh, yeah. Arwen. And so again, I'm sure there's a reason in there uh, do tell us actually that. Do tell yeah, us why. Tell the, me. Tell me why the Nazgul wouldn't wouldn't they wouldn't go across that river and they anyway. I know they can't. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll get that sometime. And yeah, this wooden stick keeps him at bay, but Frodo's been stabbed and he needs elvish magic. But before then, Sauron gives birth. Or I should say, I guess like well, I guess it's Saruman. Yeah, doesn't give birth, but he has this Uruk high predator ass looking dudes. This oh. dude's a predator. He's growing them, and it's weird. They're in like weird sack. Yep. Yeah, that is the word sack. I was gonna say. It's like a sack, but it's just on the ground, and he gets them out of the sack. And yeah, they're just awful. And they're yeah. are they orcs? Did you say this is Uruk High? Uruk High. Okay. Yeah, the the orcs are like those little goblin dudes. I don't know if there's actually yes. a difference in Lord of the Ring, but these are the Uruk High, and they've been grown. Yeah, they're genetically modified roided up to be super soldiers i guess they're so disgusting it's yeah it's it's just gross little little sacks that they're in but a little bit on the road we get a nice little hobbit call out that when i first saw this i had no fucking idea but after watching the hobbit mr bilbo's trolls these trolls that were turned to stone oh i didn't know yeah bilbo and gandalf was actually there too where they trick these trolls and they get turned to stone and they look I don't know if this was digitally redone to put in like what we saw or if they just did it. Probably I'm sure they just did it for The Hobbit. They look exactly the same as the ones from The Hobbit. Really? I need to go back and watch that bit. I'm not sure what, which bit you mean, but that's pretty cool if it looks exactly like it, however many years later. Yeah, a little hobbits in there. Hello, yeah. Liv Tyler. Liv oh. Tyler's here. Arwen the Elf. This is Steven Tyler's daughter. It and is. Her, so I, remember I talked about earlier about her delivery. Okay. About like her acting, all that. Her line that if you want him, come and claim him. Like chills. Like even Thank just. Thank God, I thought you were about to say oh, something bad. I, know. There. I, I was, was ready. Redir- to, I, was I was ready to hang up. I know. I was. I was subverting <laughs> those expectations because, like, no joke. Even saying that in my head, I'm getting like, like choked up in that sense. And her just pulling mm-hmm. the sword. Oh my god! Yeah. Like now, I'm getting like chills just thinking about it. It's insane. The whole horse chase between Arwen and the. What do you call them? Nazgul. 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 That is so badass. The way the horse chase goes down, first of all, through the woods. They're like winding. It's absolutely epic. 
And then, yeah, when she takes him through the river and she says something like the powers of, you know, they'll protect her, whatever. When she just turns around, they're all lining up, ready to come and get her. And she pulls out the sword. If you want him, come and claim him. So fucking badass. And then the horse waves. Done. Yep. And she's just... so cool. Baddest bitch. I mean, it's not hard to be the baddest bitch in this film because there's only two bad bitches, but no, but it's like a taunt. Like you taunt them, they come over come and, and claim him. Got him. Yeah. And I'll be a little more partial to that because if somebody who maybe is paying attention to the baseball world series run of the Texas Rangers, their thing, their little hashtag thing was go and take it. Uh... And so there's a thing from the Texas Revolution. And it's an awesome flag that unfortunately has been co-opted by a bunch of conservative dickheads, which right. a lot of good American propaganda stuff has, like the uh, the don't tread yeah. on me flag. But there's one of a cannon. It just shows a cannon, and it says, come and take it. And I think it's the Goliath flag. And it was in the Texas Revolution where these Texas soldiers had this flag, and these Mexican troops basically were like, surrender that. And so they said, come and take it. And it's just cool. like, that's fucking awesome. And yes, I know all this yeah. stuff about why the revolution was fought, blah, blah, blah. But that that's fucking awesome just to tell people, oh, you want it? Come and fucking take it. Yeah, it's so badass. And she knows rightly that she can take them all on now. She's in her grounds. There's no way they can get away with it. And she fucks them all up. Yeah. No, just and again, like because I see Liv Tyler and she was in Armageddon. And like Armageddon is great for a lot of reasons. But Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay, yes. And it's the <laughs> it's it's the most 90s Michael Bay, I guess you can say that. But Liv Tyler, again, I look at him like, yeah, it's a Nepo. It's clearly a Nepo baby. And she's not bad or anything. But I do remember when I first saw her in this, I was like, oh, wow. Like you have, again, these big name actors and you put in Liv Tyler. But like right here, I'm just, okay, okay. Like she fucking delivered that fucking line. Yeah, I love her through this whole film. I think she's another one. I know we said about Kate Blanchett earlier. Yes. She's just so good at being ethereal and... Just very softly spoken, but it's not, you know, stern. She's yeah. stern and she gets her point across and she's in charge. And she I was, just think she's she awesome. was very forgettable for me and everything else. Maybe because I like this so much, but I don't remember her really doing anything else. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've only, oh, the rest of the movie, you mean? The of, like uh, Arwen in general. Like, I don't remember yeah, any other yeah. line she did. I remember when her and uh, uh, Aragorn get married, but I don't remember yeah. her doing anything where Kate Blanchett is Galadriel. Who also comes back for The Hobbit. Another reason to watch The Hobbit is she's in it. And Kate Blanchett scene where she gets in their place. They have a queen. I'm like, oh, shit. Yes. No. And so, yes, Liv Tyler here. God damn. Come and claim him will be in my head forever. Yeah. I think I might have to write that on something. Maybe I need like a a T-shirt or something. If you want it, come and claim it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they get to Rivendell, the land of the elves. And Gandalf is back. Yay. Yes, he escaped the tower. He escaped the tower, whispering to that moth, which I saw that. And again, this is stuff here. I'm like, is this fucking real or not? But whatever, we'll say it. (laughs) How fantasy is this? (laughs) Well, that apparently that moth was born that day shot that scene and then died later that day <laughs> so that moth who lived a one whole day is now immortalized in one of the greatest fucking movies ever what the hell this is the thing this is my my brain is just like oh it mustn't be real it must be cgi oh no I, you're right no you're absolutely right but i don't even think about things like that i'm just like why would they have like a moth actor? Why? No, but remember <laughs> when I told you CGI? Dude. Remember I told you in Hocus Pocus when his mouth was sewed shut that those were actual moths. Uh, 
Yeah, I know. And so again, it's well, this is the hey, this started filming in the 90s. We'll call this a 90s movie. Started yeah. filming in started filming in 99, yeah. So we will call it that. But yes, it's it's nice to see real live animals being used on screen and probably a beat now. Yeah, it's good to see that moth life was put <laughs> to that good use. Moth life was put to good use. <laughs> All right. So they get here and the person in charge, L. Ron Hubbard, starts talking about Dianetics or elves or some shit like that. And the Hobbit celebrates. Yay, the Hobbits are all saved together. Yes. Does Elron Hubbard ring a bell to you? No. Okay, that's the founder of Scientology. <laughs> so that's Dianetics and all that right there. I was just I'm ex- sorry it went over my I know, head. but I just wanted to see. Some people were just like, is he gonna explain that? Yeah. So the the, the elves name is Elron, but as soon as yes, every, it is, yeah. I, I hear that I'm like, no, Elron Hubbard. That's yeah, Dianetics is all this stuff for Scientology. Yeah, fuck Scientology <laughs> and all that shit. But I just can't help but think of Elron Hubbard like running this shit, being like this. This elven cult leader, because he's old as shit too. But this is the great amazing and his name just slips my mind give me one second damn it he's transformers he's fucking um he's transformers he's called hugo weaving is that why i recognize his name yes hugo weaving he was one of the voice he wasn't was he megatron i think he was megatron holy shit are you serious yes and he was in the matrix he was V for Vendetta. He, he has Megatron. Yes, he has all the fucking money. He has Matrix money. He has Lord of the Rings money. He has all the money. Yeah, he's got Transformers money. And so, good yeah, for he, you, Hugo. He's great. He has a very Rossi elvish Pennington look. Whitely called him a bitch. Why? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. The the character did. Okay, I thought you meant she. I was like, oh, she seems so nice, and so does he. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, that is him. That is Hugo Weaving. And uh, That's so yeah. Funny. Yeah, so I was going to say, so Elrond is like 3,000 years old. These elves are all thousands of years old. Gandalf can be fucking tens of thousands, wherever it is. And it's the thing I always talk about with the Witcher is like, how does this work? And we can only have the human concept of time where we know over the years our minds deteriorate. And mm-hmm. they not only deteriorate, but we just think differently. We're different people based on yeah. experiences and seeing younger people. And as we become the older generation – I just think, how does that work? Like their minds would not be the same. Is he the same at 3000 years old as he is at a thousand years old? And I know like what's a ratio kind of in comparison to a human lifespan. Yes. Like we have, you know, again, 18 years, if you will, of a teenager. And then of Mm -hmm. that, do they have 200 years? Of yeah, a teenage yeah. mind. In I'm thinking of like The Sims, where you have a toddler, a child, a teenager, an adult, and it's like, oh, that's it. This yeah, might just... be seven, seven in game days, or this is like, it's like leveling up. Days. Yes, yeah, it's just... yeah. So it's like, what is the equivalent of that for one of these Lord of the Ring elves? <laughs> yes, like it just, it, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by that. And I've always said that again. That's what I want to see explored in The Witcher is this the fact that you see all these people you interact with, and elves are different because you interact with people that are the same as you as opposed mm-hmm. to a witcher who can live to be theoretically 400 years 500 years then yeah. interacting with someone like yaskier if as it goes mm-hmm. on which goddamn i hope i saw that sapkowski said that it'll come out in his new book will come out in poland next year and then the western other shouldn't say the western i guess but other countries other than that in 2025 that's the kind of shit i hope he does like let's yeah. see 70 year old yaskier and yeah. however old Geralt, 150-year-old Geralt, whatever the hell it is, however old he's supposed mm-hmm. to be, let's see that. And it's just like, let's deal with Geralt seeing his boy Yaskier fucking die. Grow old and Grow die. old and then move on. Like, I want to get sad, goddammit. 
Yeah, and we saw a little bit of it in Nightmare of the Wolf, if you remember. Where yeah, we, we have don't need old Vesemir. Yeah, oh, but I don't give a shit cute. about him. I know, but no, I don't give a shit. We don't know those characters. Yeah, we don't Sorry, have it. It wasn't ex- old Vesemir, it was his old yeah, friend. Who we didn't really have a, a connection with. Like Yaskir, mm-hmm. we have that connection like all over. Oh my god, yeah. That was like a little sprinkle of what we could have. Yeah. All right. We have just crossed the hour mark. Wow. We got an let's hour go. left. We're good. We're doing great. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, here. yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing great. All right. So this Elrond... is the beginning of the fellowship. Yes, We're almost yes. there. We're almost there. Yeah. So we get Elrond uh, talking about how he was there when Isildur did not throw the ring into Mount Doom to mm-hmm. end it. And um, Elrond, my guy, this is where you have a duel for the fates of the fucking world. And when this dude is like, nah, I think I'm going to keep this ring. You go knife his ass in the back. Or if yeah. you want an honorable fight, you challenge him. You murk his ass and you throw that fucking ring into the fire. I have mm-hmm. a big question to ask of Elrond. This shit is on you right here. What did he do? What he, he just let, let him, him walk, walk away? away? No, sir. Like, no, literally, sir. literally, it's your door. Like, <laughs> it into the fire. It's like, bro, cut his fucking head off and yeah. throw it into the fire yourself. Cut his hand off if he's got the ring on his hand, just like he did with Sauron. No half he, measures. All you gotta poetic and shit. No, you gotta... <laughs> oh, you're right there. I guess just go like cut his hamstring, you know, and like dis- disable him right there and then throw it in there and then heal him back using elven magic. Yes, but the greater good is done. Yes, Elrond, you goddamn moron. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. okay, so we have for some reason. See, this is where my notes get skip a lot because I'm actually just watching the goddamn movie. Yeah. I don't have any notes over the fellowship here. But yes, this is is where we get everybody. We have Legolas played by Orlando Bloom. And a fun thing about this is, is he says a total of five words to Frodo in the entire trilogy. (gasps) And you have my bow. That is it. it. He never speaks to Frodo ever again. Whoa. I know. Not even in the extended editions? Never. And so there's a thing, if you look it up on YouTube also, is Legolas speaking to Frodo is like the entirety of the thing. And it mm-hmm. starts, it's like, and you have my bow. And then it cuts the credits and just... <laughs> That's like, so if, good. If the trilogy was only that. That's so weird. Yeah. Especially, you know, I would have thought maybe in the extended edition, it would have some little scenes of them no, all together again, or whatever, if- but... And if, if you remember, again, I know you said you don't remember like the rest of them in there. They're never really together. Like once they yeah, splinter at yeah, the end of this true, movie, yeah. at the end of this movie, they don't really splinter up. And then they're always all back together at the end when they're wrapping things up. And there's and no individual moments. Yeah, just, yeah. He's like, oh, shit, that's that's Frodo. That's why we did all this. Oh, yeah. Something. Remember <laughs> that dude? Yeah. Some dog. Yeah. And there's also Sean... my <laughs> and my bow. You still have my bow. And there's John Rhys Davies, uh, notable racist John Rhys Davies. Notable. Oh, God. He does not like um, he does not like the Muslim or the uh, Middle Easterner. Wow. He does not Who like is the, this guy. This Which one is this? John Reese Davies is. Oh, Gimli. really? Yeah. OK, I see. Yeah. And he's Sola from uh, the Indiana Jones movies. Right. And so, yeah. Also. And so if you're just like, well, he could be blah, blah, blah. John Rhys Davies was the only one of the nine fellowship actors to not go get a tattoo that they all got. <gasps> To commemorate it, he sent his stunt double. What a cunt! Oh my god! I know what a douchebag. He doesn't want the tattoo. No, and it's just like, dude, 
they're all getting one and they got them like on the back of their shoulder, like a little, yeah, ins- like a little, a little small thing, a little elvish thing. Like I have no tattoos. I have no desire to ever get a tattoo. But if it was something like that, yeah. you go and fucking do it. And you put it on. If you don't like it, you get it on your shoulder blades where you will yeah. never personally see it. You get it, get it some- on your ankle or somewhere. You're never yes. going to see it. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you had something special here. So that to me is just like, I can excuse the racism, but I draw the line. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I draw the line at not tatting up yourself with the fellowship. Not with the bros. Also, yeah, not, what, if, yeah. what if we get OTP logo tattoo? Mm, oh, okay. Uh, sure. Oh, Wait, oh, God. Right. Okay. If we did some- see, it would have to be something though, like. It, but I, mean, I know like what an- I want. I want a tattoo in Poland. Do you? Are you really going to get one? I really want one. I need to find. I need to have a look at some artists and okay. see if I can find. I'm gonna someone. Get... It's only small. My idea, okay. the little Witcher one. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get something subtle. If I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something subtle. So I like would what? get. Well, I would get like <laughs> Geralt's potioned out face, like right on my forearm. <laughs> just... Henry Cavill, Geralt. <laughs> Henry Cavill. No, there's a one. There's a good Gwen avatar of him, like. Like looking yeah. like looking like a little creepy of him just like yoked mm-hmm. out on the potions. I'm, like, I'm gonna get that right on my forearm. Just something yeah, subtle, the, you know, something the full subtle. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so with the fellowship there in there, I think we got everybody. Oh, Boromir, the Boromir, Sean Bean yeah. shows up. One does not simply that meme oh. comes in, and it's it's still with us. It's it there. will never go away. That one is is here for life. I think one it does not here, simply. It is here for life. But all the hobbits are dropping eaves again. Somehow this super secret fucking meeting, they're just able to hide in the fucking bushes again. And now <laughs> they've been in small. there. Yes, and Elder's like, I know you're the Fellowship of the Ring. And hey. this is it. We got the nine bros. It's time to go. The dun 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 blasts out as the they're music. climbing. They're climbing the tower. We get to see everyone doing the shot, and it's time to go. It's time. This is the beginning of the, the next adventure. The campaign yes, the, begins this is the here. Campaign. We had a session zero, an intro to get here. Now the campaign starts. And it, the music, you just mentioned the music started. Yes. The music in this is so good. As someone who has only seen Lord of the Rings once before, even this music makes me makes me feel nostalgic. And, you know, it brings you right into the world with them. Yes, I didn't write it down. I'm almost positive it's Howard Shore doing I think this, that's right. and it's like it's like John Williams with Star Wars. It's everything, and in these big, you know, massive like epic trilogies, I guess we would yeah, call it. Yeah, that it it's the music and the music that draws into you, and like you said, you can hear this and it transports you there. Like Harry Potter is a big one too. When I hear Hedwig's oh. theme, the Harry Potter oh, theme, oh my god, it it puts you in something a mood. in your heart, right? Yeah, it, it, like it, flutters. Exactly, it puts you in a moment in a mood, and this is the same way. Like you hear that, it's just this very again fantasy. The brass is going mm-hmm. in, and it's time to grab your axe and smash something. Yes, grab your weapon and. Uh... Boots on, let's get out of here. Boots on, let's go. But they are going to the mines of Moria, where Frodo oh, decides God. to go, not the pass. And uh, Bill, Sam's horse Bill, is just let go because the mines are no place for a pony. And uh, yeah, pour one out for Bill because he's fucking <laughs> dead. About, I don't know, a tenth of a mile down the road, some fucking goblins are going to eat his ass. <laughs> yeah, they should have brought them with that is a death sentence of just letting a pony out here. It's like he knows the way home. Like no, he doesn't. He kn- what? <laughs> Y'all have been walking. For, you've been walking How so much. Have you been? On the screen alone, Peter Jackson's felt it necessary to show us in a half dozen <laughs> things of y'all just traversing, doing nothing. So no, Bill is going to the home, and that home being the belly of some fucking orcs, <laughs> right R. down R. the road. Bill. 
Meat is back on the menu there. Yeah. And so, but I guess this was a change. I guess he stays there with the books and they just changed being like, yeah, not only would it be harder to just have a horse here with all this, it doesn't make sense that a horse would go through this fucking mine. Through the mines. Yeah. No, absolutely yeah. wouldn't. Um, But yeah, there was the water monster, first of all. Oh, yes. The speak French. Which is just like then. another little... um. I guess a mini boss as part of it, our campaign. It's, a, it's not even like a mini boss is born. It's more of just like a problem. Like they're right. There's the puzzle in there. If you don't solve yes. the puzzle in time, you've Here's got this little, I guess you would say, yeah, like a little boss, like a half intro dungeon boss there. Yes. But, but to me, it's again, this is something that could have been cut. This is unnecessary. Like we're about to go through this super fight in this mines. Mm -hmm. I don't need this right here. Like just ha you solve the puzzle of the friendship. Oh, look at clever Frodo. Because Gandalf. Yes, because Gandalf is just like, huh, I'm speaking what it is. And Frodo with the basic simpletons like, how about this? Oh, perfect. So it's like, yeah. yes, everybody's using their wits, which is what the hobbits definitely use to get to this goal. Yeah, I, th I guess... Because they were about to leave the mines, weren't they? They were like, okay, it's dark down here. All the gob or all the dwarves have yeah, been they killed. they couldn't get in, yeah. Yeah, so they're oh, like, like, okay, when, we'll yeah. leave. So the monster kind of forces them back in, I guess. That was That's... that was the purpose. Oh, you're right. That's actually very true. Because it... Did they close it on its own? Did they close the door on its own? That I don't... It it becomes... um The monster, like, breaks the rocks down behind oh, them. They okay. run back in oh, and the rocks perfect. fall in okay. behind them, yeah. See, there you go. That's how you do it. That's very much yeah. railroading DM. That's a railroading DM, this yes. Tolkien, <laughs> forcing us to go this way. Yeah, and so they kind of get through this. They see they do a very, again, very video gamey, very D&D &D thing where read some notes off these corpses, and it says they're, yeah. <laughs> they're coming in, they're attacking. And they get to this eventual well. And how long have these corpses been here? Because they're all skeletons. They're not even corpses. These are fucking skeletons. There's cobwebs on him. And I'm like, Gimli, when's the last time you came here? Because these bodies have looked like they've been here for centuries. Yeah, it's not like they're, there's no fresh um, corpses here. Yeah. <laughs> they've all been here for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I guess at least like a decade. Would the bodies fully decompose like that? I guess with the I have rats no and things idea how long them, it yeah. takes. In Either the fresh air as well, I don't know how long it'll go. Either way, we get something that, man, I've been saying this whole time, and Gandalf is speaking for the audience, and I mean me, and dumbass Pippin knocks this skeleton down there, creating all this oh, yeah. noise, and Gandalf tells him to just throw himself down there as well. I'm like, please, <laughs> Pippin, rid us of your stupidity, you annoying hobbit. Oh, it made me sad, though, because he looked really sad I, oh, when was, Gandalf said that to I him. Mean, that was, and I'm, I'm halfway joking, like, Pippin is kind of annoying. But that was harsh. Gandalf, that was harsh. You basically just said, go fucking kill yourself, you idiot. He, he turned into a 2023 internet troll. And yes, said, he go did. Go kill yourself. Yes, it went from, oh, this guy, this guy kind of made a mistake, but it wasn't on purpose. And then you just went to literally go kill yourself, bitch. Like, Good <laughs> God. Good We'd Lord. all be better off. We'd all be better off if you killed yourself, you idiot. Okay. So, so now yeah, we get, he looks heartbroken. Oh, he can, which I know. And notice how no one else is just like, whoa, like, whoa, dude. Gandalf, whoa. Like, okay, chill. <laughs> yes, that's where if it was a DD campaign, the DM would call a timeout and be like, hey, you got to dial it back. Like, yes. <laughs> you, you calm down here. It's not that serious. All right, guys, so we get to the cave troll fight here. And mm. this pervert troll on a chain. And now it's just like, is this like, is this like a SM kind of thing? But now I have my next DD monster, sexually oh. repressed cave troll. <laughs> oh, God. He's got this little gimp here on this chain. It's just like, it is oh, this is weird, dude. isn't it? I yes, don't it's just they're just 
running him around and like they're he's taking a lot of damage i'm like is this cave troll like all this pain it's just like oh, oh. and i'm just is that a How's those? Is that a scream he's doing, or is he liking it? Oh Jesus! I hadn't thought of it that way, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe is that just me? I no, think it's yeah. just you. <laughs> but yes, yeah, sexually repressed cave troll will be on there. I'll this fight scene's awesome. We talked about earlier about the CGI, how it looks. It still looks fucking good. But what I didn't ever notice before until now is there is no talking. Like no. When, when they're fighting, no quips. There's no fucking quips. There's no like there is. Okay, one thing was when Aragorn saved Boromir and they do the the head nod. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, I, I'll give you one on that. But yes, and it's not just a fucking Marvel thing, but it is the Marvelization because we saw it in fucking Nightmare of the Wolf as well. Yeah, The Witcher and all this stuff. When That's you have this... kind of an anime thing though as well. Nightmare is of it? the Wolf. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll take your word for it because I don't fucking watch it. And so I'll I take... don't, but I know that that's an anime thing uh, as well. Okay. But I think it's a sure mixture. You sure you don't. No, mm-hmm. but yes, no, but anime's influence is obviously on more than just you know animation in anime in that sense. But yes, it's they're fighting for their fucking lives here, and there is yeah right. There's no fucking quips because guess what happens in the next movie though. Yeah, I think quips I was going to say, I'm right. sure there's quips there's a lot between Gimli and Gimli Legolas. And Legolas. Yes. They and have it, a lot of quips. And I fucking hate it. So now I'll actually say maybe they did it because these came out before fucking Marvel. But no, they did. I hate it in the two towers. Like in the two towers when they're this, the Helm's Deep, the siege and yes. overwhelming odds. And you get this feeling of, oh, my Unbelievable God. Unbelievable battle scene. Unbelievable. This doom. They know they're going to be fucking killed. And they're just going out with this, you know, courage and bravery, what they have to do. And it fucking takes away one, two, three. I'm like, am I supposed to be laughing? Are they, or are they yeah. fighting for their fucking lives? So, but that's not this movie. But that's why here it's fucking good because they're fighting and there's danger and Boromir's getting thrown against a fucking wall yeah. and they're diving out of the way of smashing and it ends with fucking Frodo again getting killed and they do a fake out. But it's just mm-hmm. go back to fight scenes like this, no quips. Was there yeah. even music? There might not even have been music. I don't think there was. I no, can't remember. It's so, it's but, so real. Yeah, I thought that as well. Like, this fight scene is really intense because they're all in this little room. It's very D&D again. They're in this room and everything's just yeah. pouring through this one door at the front and they're, they've they each got their different weapons and they're doing what they can. Legolas is absolutely plying um, the arrows into people. Gimli has his hammer axe or whatever it is. And yeah, it's just like very intense and interesting that there was no dialogue and stuff and you're right it makes sense and then yeah i have here frodo dies again (laughs) frodo dies again but this also goes back to i was at a point and there's no spoiler here at all when i talked about boulders gate boulders gate Gate, crashing what i say was i just went through like a 30 minute fight and crashed right afterwards the fight that i did was holding off wave after wave of people and every round Ding, 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 ding. like seven new enemies would spawn in and i was like holy shit mm-hmm. and so seeing that here is just like yeah again it's that dnd thing and it reminds me that goddamn balls get crushing oh we need to fix that yes but frodo is overly dramatic as we talked about he oh, gets God, stabbed he he's like, oh i got stabbed again no he's fine because of the mithril vest that he oh, got yeah. from uh, bilbo oh yeah and then we get a transformers quote which is <laughs> there's more to you than meets the eye, Frodo. God, which was that? Where was that in Transformers? I think Gand- 
That's like the whole thing of Transformers is there's, oh, more, Optimus to, there's more than meets the eye. Oh, yeah, yes. that's like there's, their whole thing. Yeah. There's more to these humans than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's more to this Hobbit than meets the eye. He was all dramatic, but he was just playing up to the to the joke of it all. He's fine. He's fine. He got stabbed before. We'll just yeah. go back to Rivendale and then we'll get it. But they run out of here and they're surrounded by these orcs. Uh, I assume these mm. are orcs. Yeah, fucking, we'll call them orcs. But then something lurks in the distance that so we kind of heard earlier that Gandalf Gandalf knows that this fucking yeah, Balrog he is does. here and he lets Frodo choose to come here. Another thing that maybe is explained by the books or people who know what they're talking about. And but it's just when Gandalf knew the danger that lurked, like Saruman's mm -hmm. voice, I think, is what was talking to him. He still allows them to go this way. Why? Gandalf? Yeah. Why are you doing this? I think they had a couple of options, didn't they? They try and go over the mountain first, go, and that yes. proves unsuccessful. So he's like, "Fuck it, I can't fight this anymore. Just let Frodo." Yeah, there was a way to do it because I think I think Boromir wanted to go overland through something yes, that he knew towards his city. Yeah, yeah, towards um, I guess Gon uh, not Gondor. Is Minas it? Tirith is the main yeah. Gondor capital, but it might have been sorry, else, I yeah. don't know. Sorry, I don't. Everyone. Well, I know Minas Tirith is where the fight in the third <laughs> one, their little last stand. But yeah. we get to the worst part of the movie because Gandalf leaves. But we get to Gandalf's last stand here. And, Holy shit. And again, this the delivery we talked about, a Liv Tyler doing that. And here, he's not looking at a fucking Balrog. And he's probably on a, he's on a stage here. They didn't build this actual chasm yeah. and put them into this mines. <laughs> but Ian McKellen, the you, I'm not even going to try to do it because I'll scream in here and I'll ruin my voice in this. The you shall not pass and this Oof. the cadence of it again it's just oh shit he's yelling at this fucking nothing you know mm -hmm. that he's doing but god damn that's why you get actual fucking actors who can say this fantasy yeah. shit and i can feel it i always love that he says he says it first he says it like you cannot pass yeah and then the balrog keeps going and he's it's like, like he takes one step closer takes a big deep breath like Ooh. And there's so many great videos of Ian McKellen being such an icon. And he, there's one that really sticks in my mind of him visiting a school. And um, I don't think the kids are supposed to know that he's there yet, but a load of them have figured out that he's like in the classroom and they're looking through the window. And uh -huh. um, he shouts out the window, Do you know what will happen if you don't study for your exams? <laughs> and they go, What? And he goes, You shall not pass. <laughs> and it's oh, so, so great. good. He's so much fun. And yeah, he's just, this is, this is heartbreaking yeah. I hear I, at this moment. I know a big reason he took the role again in The Hobbit was he would would not allow anybody else to play this role. He's like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Gandalf. Enough. Yeah, to yeah. Do it, which is good because again, I could not imagine anybody no. else playing it. But he's great. And yes, this was the last Elden Ring build that I played was oh, yeah. sword and staff, like a Gandalf yeah. build of it being in that sense. It was a lot of fucking fun doing that. And also in deliveries, this may be the only time that somebody screaming, no, fucking works because Gandalf yeah. fought the fly, you fools. I'll remember that forever. Because at this oh. time, when I, well, when I watched the movie, I didn't know anything ahead. So I'm like, holy shit. He was my favorite character. Is he fucking dead? I don't think he is. Is this an executive decision kind of thing here where that movie from 96, I think, where Steven Seagal is like the star and he dies within 20 minutes. And so I just don't know. And it's kind of where that stakes come into it. At the beginning, they just killed 10,000 orcs. Nobody fucking died. But I'm like, holy shit, Gandalf, the spiritual leader of this operation, just died. He's mm -hmm. gone. 
this fucking matters now. They've established yeah. that somebody can die. Not only somebody, but the main person, the main yeah. character, if you will. I would say this. You can say Frodo. You can say Aragorn. To me, it's Gandalf. Like he's driving yes. this whole thing. He's, he's in charge. He's in charge. He's dead. Okay, now I'm invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it gets serious because even just up to that moment where they're trying to get to the bridge of Kazadum. Kazadum, yeah. Um, they go through some wild shit. Like they're going, there's explosions. They're like all jumping over huge things, and it's like they seem untouchable. Un- there's so there's people firing arrows. Die. Like yes, and then at that moment you think he's getting away with it, and then the Balrog gets him with the whip and i'm like oh shit okay yeah. this is serious yeah okay this is okay but yeah who's in who's in charge now as soon as they get outside it's kind of in turmoil as they kind of try to decide what to do next yeah it could have broke it and it's the big reason why i love this movie more than the others is from this moment on well and then boromir dies at the end so it's like holy yeah. shit two <laughs> of them are dead the fellowship is splintered so i'm like damn like this is fucking for real Mm-hmm. And in the other two movies, nobody else fucking dies of yeah. any kind of importance. And it's a problem I had with The Hobbit is you had Frodo, you had, Frodo, you had Bilbo, <laughs> and you had all these dwarves, and none of them die until the third one. And the ones that die didn't give really shit about too much anyway. Yeah. But yes, you, it's this problem of stakes in movies. And no, you don't have to do the Game of Thrones, kill <laughs> the main run, shock everybody like that. But we need stakes. I need to know that they're in danger. And so with yeah. this Minds of Moria fight we just talked about, where there's no music, there's no quips, and it's just, wow. And then Gandalf dies. It's like, wow. But they mm-hmm. don't do it again in any of the other two movies. Yeah, and they have such massive battle scenes. It's not even just a oh, fight at that point. So it's a much battle. Bigger. Helm's yeah, Deep and, in the second yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. And there's, and I, I didn't know, but nobody else really dies. So it's kind of like, oh. No, it yeah. doesn't. They're untouchable at that point. Yeah. Elijah Wood, though, I think it's the point I was going to make initially and sidetrack myself. When Gandalf falls down, yeah. no, anytime, no, it's yeah. so stupid to have someone going, no. And again, Revenge of the Sith did it the worst with Darth Vader. The Fair. worst no. one ever, yeah. <laughs> but again, Elijah Wood, is his voice is like breaking and he's shrieking. Yeah. And he's it's being like. held back. Yes, he's being held back in like, I bought it. This is a time when somebody screaming no worked to a T. Yeah, I totally bought it as well. And it, it is so heartbreaking. Like when he says fly you fools and then you get the no, it's like my chest is hurting right mm. now. It's so, so hard. And all of the hobbits are then just completely broken when oh, they get outside. Distraught. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so sad. And this is the moment where we get a very, very strong Yorkshireman in yeah. Sean Bean because his accent I feel like he's dialed his own accent back a little bit ba- a little bit for so this even in get oh in this he did okay in this yeah because he's he's a Yorkshireman right yes and especially how how long ago this was filmed you know he he wouldn't have been I don't know if people actors lose their accents as they go on whatever but he goes, give them a moment for pity's sake. And <laughs> it's I was a moment, like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, hello, Yorkshire. It's brilliant. Was it in Game of Thrones? Was it that pronounced? I feel like he sounds northern, but not necessarily like a Yorkshire. Because like, yeah, because I know in like the whole thing, like with the North in Game of Thrones, was they got northern English people to do yeah. it. Like they were doing northern English accents. Yeah. I, d- I don't know if it's his like actual accent 
It probably is, but okay. Yorkshire's but quite I can, distinct. I can hear that in my head. Give him a moment for pity's sake. <laughs> Give them a, a moment, moment. for pity's sake. <laughs> yeah, so this would have been filmed only like 10 years before. But mm. uh, for, for Game of Thrones. All right, wow, so yes, yeah, that's right. The, the soft music plays, and the movie to me is worst off for Gandalf exiting stage below. Yeah, it was so sad, but he went out like a real trooper. He did, but as Aragorn rightfully says, hey, we got to go. There's no yes. time for mourning, like, light on your feet. Get them up. Get, get Pippin out of that catatonic state. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> get him in. Them. And this is again where I said earlier where they just show them looking in the distance and then running. And it's like, we yeah. don't need to see them running. And I first rewrote down, like, a lot of this extended cut really is them running, of them yeah. just doing it. Uh, but they get to these woods of the shit, woods of the wooden realm or the, sorry I don't, I don't have a yes, I, don't I just have it. the woods the woods realm of the well and it's what's her face um Galadriel yes Galadriel here an elven witch of terrible power of and terrible I am so in power and yes elven witch is Galadriel's Kate Blanchett who is awesome who so unique looking and I would say unique yeah. sounding like she has just had not that she's not she's fucking immensely talented but her just distinct look it's kind of like Uma Thurman where those yes. two don't look like anybody else I could ever like remember seeing. Yeah, yeah, she's very beautiful, but very, very like she fits this perfectly. Where yeah. she's just—I've said the word ethereal like three times now, but that yes. is just how you describe it yeah. perfectly. And she's angelic. she speaks, yeah, angelic yeah. and so otherworldly looking, and the way she speaks so lovely and softly to everyone, but then is secretly like whispering stuff to Frodo and everybody else. It's so yeah, telepathically. Uns- it's yeah. so unsettling. It's just br- it's so so weird. Yeah, I don't it's, like it's it. Like but... that ethereal plane that they go yeah. on to, to talk like yeah. that telepathically. But just these um these glutton hobbits. So as they're loading up to leave, <laughs> uh, Legolas talks about this elvish elvish weight bread or whey bread or whoever they call it or oh, whatever yeah. they call it. One bite is enough to fill a man's stomach, and fat ass Pippin. Ate four whole pieces. Yep. Like how? How? He's fucking gluttons, man. Yeah, and also just incredibly greedy, incredibly greedy. But yes, it's uh, like, bro, like, did there's other people? Like, yes, and you've eaten four, which could have been one bite. You said would fill a man's stomach. One bite fills a man's stomach. So if you do like one bite, a hobbit is small. A hobbit is a half a man. Yep. So he probably wow. ate he ate like a month's worth of their rations for the entire <laughs> fucking group. <laughs> fucking hobbits. Yeah, they've never been on a campaign before, clearly. Yes. But in the most D&D thing so far, they all get upgrades and they all get yeah, gifts <laughs> from the they get these magical daggers. A Legolas gets an elven bow be hit for them. Sam gets a fucking rope. Yeah, he does get he, What a clown. He's like, you got you got any more of them daggers over there? And she just laughs at him, like so He's condescending. Like, ha, ha, ha. She just smiles and is like, oh, you stupid, stupid little hobbit. <laughs> yeah, so everyone stupid gets nice. hobbit. <laughs> nice daggers. Frodo gets the light of a star. Yeah. A literal star from the yeah. sky. And Sam gets some <laughs> Sam gets magical elven rope, which... I think that's what actually saved Geralt in the Bounds of Reason. Was a ma- I think it was a magical rope, and then it was that stupid knight whose name escaped me who actually saved him, who shit himself to death in the Netflix adaptation. <laughs> oh, I don't, oh, I do remember that, yeah. Yes, yes, I don't. Yeah, they didn't like him. I don't think the uh, showrunner... No, they didn't. They didn't, didn't do well. like them. 
<laughs> yeah, that's how I don't want to go out like that. I don't want to be known as shitting myself to death, which is what well, dis- I think he got his throat cut, did he not? While yeah, he was shitting I like, himself. But that's all that's all dysentery is. Like oh. dysentery is shitting yourself to death and dehydration through it. So yeah. And then getting your throat cut. Never die. No, I don't even know about that. I just think he shit himself <laughs> to death. He sucked in there. Okay. Uh Gimli. Gimli talks a lot of shit because he's a dwarf and they're they don't like elves and elves don't like them. But at the end, um, yeah, he's a little horny for Galadriel. A little. He yeah. asks for a lock of her hair. Yeah. Because it's... he doesn't he says he says something like, I only want to look upon you one last time, Galadriel. Like, Ugh, gross. Is that is that what he asked for? Because I couldn't hear it and the subtitles were yeah. messed up. Because he kind of mumbles to himself and then they show him just looking off in the distance. And I was like, Did yeah. he get a, did he get a new helmet? What he get? says some yeah, he says something like, Oh, I I don't want for anything, Galadriel. I just wish to look upon you one last time because I will never look upon someone as fair as this again. And then he said, Could I have a lock of your hair? And she gave him three or something like that. Yeah. All right, Gimli. Weird. Maybe that yeah. Gimli Gimli sucks. I don't like Gimli him. does suck. He's he weird. sucks. All right. So they they set off towards the end, and Boromir tries to take the ring. And this is setting off the finale, and Frodo mm-hmm. puts it on to escape, and the Uruk-hai show up, and we get a one final battle. Wow, this is intense. The whole thing. Yes. Does this does this sword start glowing blue again in this one? I feel like it started glowing blue in the in the mines, and I think we see it again in this one. Yes, it does because it's anytime like goblins or orcs are near. Yeah. So I'm gonna yell at my dog real quick. Your dog. Okay, my is dog she was, barking. He was squeaking a ball so loud. That's why I paused <laughs> at the last thing you said because I was concentrating on this ball outside being squeezed. It sounds like it's right outside my door. For yes. Charlie, yes. let her in. No, 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 no. We can't do that. <sighs> she won't come. She knows when the camera's on anyway. All right, yeah. Oh. So this is where it kicks off this final fight. And when it comes to our our D and D things, we're gonna do at the end. This is where. I think this is where I think Boromir becomes an oath-breaking paladin. Yeah. <laughs> we'll explain that more in there because he again tries to do that. Aragorn, and going back again to the problem of stakes and all that, Aragorn mm. shows up and he doesn't try to take the ring and he gives a little pep talk. And yes, Frodo's sword greens blue. He tells him to go away. Then Aragorn goes on like one on 57 here and just takes them all on. Yeah. Did we? I don't know if we even mentioned that Aragorn is... The descendant of... I don't even think we mentioned that Aragorn was Strider, but I think it's kind of self-explanatory. Right? Yeah, everybody by, knows by now, right? By this time, he is the descendant of Isildur, heir mm-hmm. to the throne of Gondor, which would be the rightful king of where Boromir is from. Uh-huh, yes. And his his whole thing is that he's destined to be the king, but he's kind of walked away from it, and he's afraid that he's going to act shamefully in the same way as his ancestor did and he won't be able to destroy the ring da 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 i think it's quite a cool little complex to weave into his character because he's just super he just seems like a really nice down-to-earth person and he's got all these troubles he's like a little bit emo and i just love him yeah and he's perfect and yeah that's why he was a ranger of the north or one of those where he was like a lone wanderer kind of thing even though with some people like that and it went back to that broken sword also that Boromir cut his finger on. Oh, yeah. Gondor uh, needs no king or Gondor wants no king. And that's, so yeah, that's going to be big for what happens to Boromir <laughs> when it comes up mm-hmm. with his with his little uh, death there. But yeah, they go on Merry and Pippin run interference. Oh, like they're like, Frodo, come oh. on, come on. And, like, oh, and he's they realize leaving. he's going by himself. And, and they realize it. But team our teamwork and making the dream work. They're like, hey, hey, hey. And they oh. kind of. 
Yes, they run that interference, and then the goblins come after them. And then, yes. and then Boromir goes to I save know, them. I know. He has his redemption arc here because the last we saw of Boromir, I think, is when he's trying to take the ring from Frodo and he's kind of turned a bit evil. And the, that's not his fault. I guess he's just succumbing to the power of this ring. And it was quite horrible to see. And it, it's the moment when Boromir kind of snaps out of it and he realizes that he's terrified Frodo and Frodo's then put the ring on. I hate that moment when he realizes and he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then he gets his redemption arc, his moment when he protects Merry and Pippin yeah, from and, the orcs. And Boromir had done a good job because earlier he picked up the ring when Frodo dropped he it did. in the snow. And the fact that he was able to give it back to him, again, was incredible willpower because I would think a lot of humans in that sense that as soon as they picked it up, it's just like, no, nah, I'm putting this that's fucking it. thing on. Yeah, that's it from then. But yeah. So yeah, he has he has his little, his little blip where he tries to take it, but then Frodo gets away. But this moment is just, <laughs> probably the longest death scene ever. It's it it goes yes he he blows this rally horn and they rally which is again as a D and D thing and it happens yeah. at Baldur's Gate when you when you're oh we saw it that's right we played that when they're attacking the the people at the that first gate the, oh, the yeah. grove when yeah. they blow the horn you get like a rally mm-hmm. and yeah he takes about sl- uh, seven slugs to the chest and looks like a pincushion and yeah. I think it's it's at least twice that he's down oh gets that second win gets hit by another one goes down oh i got another one and then gets hit it's like damn this was dragged out yeah this is i mean sean bean's done a lot of death scenes but this is probably the longest one i've ever seen yes this this was very long but then like he goes down and he's pretty much he's not quote dead yet but then mary and pippin no they go to attack and are immediately picked up like harmless oh, little puppies. They, it's so sad. They just go with these with these daggers and just they get yoinked. They get yeah. <laughs> I think I, if I remember correctly, I think Saruman told them to bring the hobbits back alive, and because they, they don't know Kill which one is Frodo others. at yeah. this point, yeah. yeah. So th- thankfully, they get taken away alive. But Boromir doesn't know that. He doesn't know that they'll be taken in alive. So I hate this moment because he feels like he's failed in protecting them. No, but I got it. I got the biggest crush. Okay. So you got a crush? It's, well, I meant the biggest crush, soul crusher of us. Oh, blind. I thought you were going to yeah. say you have a crush on someone. Like, no, who, I mean, who? one of the orcs. <laughs> Boromir's kind of badass, but I always yeah. love Sean. Yeah, Sean being Boromir. But uh, Aragorn shows up and then, like, the first, I think it's the first thing, the first thing Boromir says. They took the little ones. The little ones. Oh, I was like, oh no, like he couldn't save them. I feel so bad because he he went through so much. He got up like three times, kept going, got shot by that massive bow and arrow. That's not a normal yeah, bow and arrow. Yeah. It was an Urukai that, like, bow. Super Urukai has got the big fat, what are they called? Arrows. And the, right through the chest, right through the stomach, keeps going. And then they get away, and I just think he would have died thinking he couldn't protect them. Well, not only could he not protect him, he also dies knowing that Frodo thinks he att- yeah, like his he's last evil. Frodo's last memory of him is going to be he attacked me, and I had to get away. Oh. And now they're all split up, kind of because of Boromir. Like yeah. they kind of are. It's so sad, and I just think he deserved better. And he just had one moment of weakness, and it all went to shit. He did, but he did have his redemption. He's re. Did his oath, I guess you can kind of say there. Yeah. And yeah. then he calls him my king. He calls Aragorn he my king. 
and then fucking dies. That's it. He dies. That is it. R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. Boromir. But yes, that they took the little ones. Oh, 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 to end it. But here we go. And uh, the biggest thing here is Frodo gets away. Sam goes, I'm coming with you. Aww. He's going to drown because he can't swim. This is one of the best best friend quotes ever where Frodo is trying to paddle away and he goes, I'm going alone. And Sam goes, of course you are. And I'm coming with you. And it's like, oh. Yeah. And all I could think of was gay. No. <laughs> the community gay. No, I'd really hate then when people make that joke of like, they're gay. They're actually gay. It's like, no, they're fucking they're obviously friends. obviously not. They're just a, best friends. In a different time, you idiots. Like, this isn't yeah. normally now. Like, this, mm -hmm. no, I, I really can't stand that when people just make that. First of all, it's just a lazy joke. It is and, lazy, and it's yeah. Just, it's just dumb. So yeah, they go off and then Gimli, Legolas, and Aragorn Go to hunt some orc. Yes, I love that. I love yep. that for them. They're like, we realize we've got to let him go on ahead. We'll make our own way and we'll just hunt some orc on the way. And that's what they're good at. And that's what they will enjoy doing. And then the credits roll and I will stop watching Lord of the Rings. I will not go on to the second one. God, just fucking yeah. 28 minutes of credits. Is it? Yes. So this may be a three hour. Three hour oh. and 48 minute movie. No, it's actually three hours and 20 minutes. If you take okay. off the credits. Yeah. That's interesting because when it finished the other night, I did think, oh, that's earlier than I expected to get finished watching this film. Yeah, that's why 28 minutes, but that is it. We got way under. Look at that. There's still 22 oh God, minutes that's... on the timer. We got it. We're going to get all this in there. Look at us. Yeah, we got... well, you can you can talk about the D&D &D classes for 20 minutes. It, actually, maybe. Actually, <laughs> I do. Okay, but that is uh, 2001's Lord of the Ring Fellowship of the Ring. We'll get to the D&D &D classes right now, and afterwards, we'll do the tier rating. So, yeah, we're going to do a D&D &D class for all of the fellowship. And uh, so what we did first was we kind of put what we thought and then we looked at some of what people had said, because obviously this is a very popular thing. And yeah. <laughs> so they kind of match up to that. But again, let us know what it may be. So the first one I had down was Frodo as a rogue. He's sneaky. Okay. He's yeah. like Bilbo is known as a burglar in The Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> Frodo kind of does this. He's sneaky in that. But one thing that I liked that I saw was someone calling him a warlock because oh. of the magic being tied to like a bloodline or power. And it's like the ring, he's now tied to that ring, mm -hmm. giving yeah. him these special powers. So I was like, yeah, rogue warlock. I like that. Warlock is good. Yeah, because he's not magical himself, but he's got this item that he's now tied to, which gives him access to the pow it gives powers. Him access to that magic of the blood. And it's something obviously more than just a normal thing. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Sam. We have Sam down as a cleric. Let me read about a cleric. A priestly champion who wields divine magic in service of a higher power. Aww. Which it kind of, it's, Sam is one that I didn't know where to put it. And I looked at other people and someone had him as a cleric. And the thing is there is also, because I tend to erroneously think of a cleric as simply healing or something in that yes. sense. And there are no real classes like for Like a that. support player. It's a support in that sense. And then after, again, Baldur's Gate 3, I've got a level 7 Tempest cleric who is fucking awesome and is badass. Oh. And the next character I play is going to be a cleric because they do some shit at that level. But the only thing there is just like, Sam's just very helpful and it's kind of what I think of a cleric in service to others and yes. in like the rope and stuff. I don't know. So that's the only one I had down. I got that from a website. <laughs> I think that's a good one, especially considering that last scene that we just talked about. Like he is fully there. He's backing Frodo all the way with yeah. whatever he needs. 
Yep. The next one is probably the easiest one. And that is Gandalf yeah. as a wizard. He's yep. a he's a literal wizard. That that's it. Like no, calls himself, no notes. Called himself a wizard. Yeah. All right, there. All right. So what about <laughs> what about Mary? So we have Mary down as a rogue again. So it's stealth, trickery, I guess, when they're like stealing the fireworks and that at the beginning, they're tricking Gandalf. And yeah. throughout the whole film, they're using their trickery skills to get away with things because they're not big or strong and they're fighting people usually at least twice their own size. So they're having to be smart about things. Yep. Yeah, and later on, they manipulate or he manipulates Treebeard and all that. But for yeah. Pippin, but for Pippin, head down as a bard. That's an interesting big, one. Well, mainly because in the third one, he sings a song. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he sings, he sings the song to the king mm. or the, not the king, the steward of Gondor. It's just like, yeah, how about a bard? That works. All right, what about Aragorn? Aragorn we have down as a ranger. And I think this was mainly due to him being a solo him, warrior. They right? call him a ranger in the movie too. They like do, Strider. yeah. It's Strider ranger. the ranger, yes. And he works on the edges of civilization. Not necessarily always using a bow and arrow, but he does use it sometimes in the film, right? Yes, he did. Um, in the in the mines, I think he in the mines, the yes. at some point. He did in the yeah. mines as they're coming in. Yeah, and he throws stuff too. He's throwing some daggers and throws a torch. Yeah as well or maybe through his whole sword but i know he threw that torch in there so yeah ranger aragorn gimli gimli barbarian he's a dwarf he's got a big beard he just smashed smashed things with a big axe so yeah yes i love one of his iconic moments as well where he refuses to be thrown or i think tossed is the word nobody he tosses uses. a dwarf yes i think that later on in the series that gets, comes back around doesn't he it? gets tossed in the next one yeah mm -hmm. yeah. yeah all right legolas Oh, a fighter you have him down as. Yes, everybody, every, I had him as a ranger because I'm like, oh, he's yeah. an elven guy with a bow. Like, that's the most quintessential ranger. But everything that I looked up at had him as a fighter. And I think it's because in D&D, like we mentioned, the ranger is the solo person on the edges of society, which that is not what Legolas was. No. He's just a fighter with a focus on archery. Yeah, so it says they're skilled with a variety of weapons, but mm. they have some kind of specialization, a yeah. master of one combat, which his would obviously be the bow. Yeah, so that'd be it. And he just, you know, tearing shit up there. Last one, though, and this is one I kind of thought, too, and I saw other people had it, so I liked it. Boromir as a paladin, as we mentioned mm. earlier. And then he becomes like an oath-breaking paladin, which I have accidentally Aww. done a couple times in Baldur's Gate 3 when I oh, learned you. you can't attack neutral npcs like unless you have been attacked first or someone initiates it it doesn't mm -hmm. matter because i found that out with literal slavers oh like these slavers uh enslaving these gnomes i was like i'm gonna free oh. their leader let me just kill the ones outside before i do that and i fucking kill them all oath breaker i'll see you tonight i'm like what the fuck oh, no. you can't kill slavers apparently you can't they draw the line there. They draw I the guess. line there, which is Boromir <laughs> Paladin R.I.P. Oh, That's it. Very good. I'm, very I'm good. happy with all those choices. That is good. Those are our D&D &D, uh, classes there. Let us know what y'all think. Now, for the tier ranking list, I'm not even going to mince words or set up with anything faking it. It is S tier. I watched this movie at least a few times every year. It, the extended edition, I'm not going to lie. And this is probably where I lose the credit on that. I don't need the extended edition. Not anymore. When I first watched it, yes. The first couple times, yes. And if I was watching it with someone who was really into it, put on the extended edition. 
Yeah. But I don't need it for that because a lot of it was filling in stuff I just don't know about. I yeah. do. I do. One of these days, I legitimately do want to read this book, though. And so oh. then I think it would really hit, you know, a little bit better. But this is the S tier of S tiers. One of the best. There's a reason this is so good that there's a reason why in 2001, this medieval or high fantasy was a monumental success that did pave the way, I'd say, 10 years for Game of Thrones. Like this legitimized medieval fantasy. And I don't think it's also in a coincidence that The Witcher in the next few years would get made and then translated to English. So I'm obsessed with medieval fantasy. I've written a bunch of it. I pretty Mm -hmm. much do all about it. This is what put it into the zeitgeist. S tier, S tier, S tier. Yeah, it's S tier for me as well. I probably would never watch the extended edition again. It's because I don't, like you say, I don't need the extended edition. I'm not super into it that much. And three hours and 20 minutes is too long for me. So yeah, if I was going to watch it again, I would just watch the regular version. I am super keen to watch the other two just to re-familiarize myself with them again. And I want to watch The Hobbits as well. Um, but yeah, S tier, it's iconic. I could watch it again tomorrow if if somebody wanted to, for sure. I think I'm going to watch The Hobbit now. I just, that yeah. first one, I really like that first one. It's it's not great, but I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And Gandalf's back. Amy Collins back as Gandalf. He's a major, major character. Perfect. That's double S tier. Stamp of approval. Here we go. Yes. On OTP approved. Approved. All right. Let's get out of here, but stay past this right here. I'm going to tell you what we're doing next week, starting holiday season. <gasps> but yes, go ahead again. Uh, email us pot on the path at gmail.com. Get those January bad movie request month nominees in and a, sh- a little reasoning why you chose it. Check out the patreon.com backslash on the path for more of us in there. It's just five dollars. And you get by now, got to be pushing like a hundred hours or something. Probably, it's over a year. Yeah. It's over yeah. a year of stuff right there. And then check out the Discord and all our social links below. Lucy, where can we find you? You'll find me at Lucy J Robin all over the internet. Um, yeah, mainly doing Mass Effect and stuff like that recently. Yes, and then again, hopefully we'll get a lot of the uh, more of the co-op Baldur's Gate three things. Yes, uh, I'm looking on, forward to that. Yeah, on, the, on, on our the own YouTube line. though. Yep. Yeah. All right, you can find me mainly on Discord. I don't have any public social media. Next week, we start the holiday season with a movie I have never seen. Oh, I didn't know that. Love Actually. Oh, you haven't it. seen it? Oh, do you know what? what's your perspective of it? What do you think it's about or what is it? Ryan Gosling is in it, right? Yeah. No. Oh, he's not? <laughs> Oh, shit. What movie am I thinking of that has Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell? You're thinking of Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, my God, I am. What the hell is Love Actually? we can watch that in February. We can watch that in February. Oh, yeah, for sure. What the hell is Love Actually? Love Actually has got Hugh Grant, Emma Thompson, Colin Firth, Liam Neeson, Kira Knightley. Oh, no. Wait, is this Alan Rickman. Is this a rom-com? Yes, it's a festive rom-com. Okay, I know that. All right, well, I know you love it, so... Well, I've seen it a couple times. I just think it's a, oh, okay. it's, a great, it's a great feel-good film. But also there's a lot of not feel-good moments in it. Awesome. Well, I will be all about those. Because, yes. <laughs> all right. So, yes. Join us next time for Love Actually. <laughs>